This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. We've been hearing a lot about negative interest rates recently and whether the U.S. is headed there. They've been used by other countries recently to fight deflation. A Denmark bank has also become the world's first to offer a home loan with negative rates. That means that borrowers pay back less every month than what they actually owe. And while that sounds like an amazing deal for anyone in the real estate business, negative rates are probably not something we should wish for. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. As homeowners across the nation watch for an opportunity to refinance their home loans at a lower rate, news about the Denmark bank may sound like a dream come true. Jiska Bank is the third largest bank in Denmark and is offering 10-year fixed-rate mortgages for negative 0.05%. MarketWatch also reports that Finland-based Nordia Bank will offer a 20-year fixed-rate mortgage in Denmark for 0%. It's also considering a 30-year home loan with negative rates. And the interest rate in Denmark is already low. It's only 0.5%. Could something like this happen in the U.S.? It's hard to predict where the economy will go when there are so many moving parts. Other countries have set interest rates for government bonds below 0% as a stimulus to help encourage spending and boost prices. Many economists at this point don't think negative rates are likely to happen in the U.S. for government bonds or home loans because our economy here is strong enough. Alliant Credit Union told Fortune, I have not seen or heard of negative rates on any loan and would not anticipate a U.S. financial institution to engage in negative rates. He added that this is extreme and most likely restricted to Denmark. Zillow's Skylar Olson described some of the conditions needed for mortgage rates to go negative. She told Inman that inflation would need to mute dramatically and economic growth would need to slow significantly for a long period of time. And the results would actually be bad news for the housing market. She says negative interest rates would probably crash the real estate market because home prices would go even higher and loans would only be given to the most creditworthy borrowers. And while negative interest rates of any kind might seem like a remote possibility in the U.S., there has been talk about the possibility of the Fed fund rate going negative. Conditions may not be right for that right now, and most economists don't expect to see that rate dip below zero in the near future, but it's food for thought. MarketWatch offers a few examples of how negative rates might impact our economy. For one, if the overnight lending rate went negative, banks would have to pay the central bank for the privilege of storing their reserves. That would take a bite out of bank profits, although they could conceivably pass along those costs to their own customers. In other words, Bank customers would pay the bank for holding on to their money in a savings account. That could backfire, because individual depositors may say, the heck with that, withdraw their savings, and stuff it in their mattress. If too many customers did the same thing, there could be a run on money getting withdrawn from the U.S. banks. And that is never a good thing. For people who choose to leave their money in the bank, negative rates could make it hard to save up for a big purchase like a home. Negative rates would eat away at those savings, and that could push home buyers to make a hasty and possibly regrettable decision about what they buy, just so they don't lose money in a savings account. With lower interest rates, home prices may also move higher than they are now. It may also be more difficult to get a loan because it won't be worth it for the banks to take the risk. They would probably restrict their loans to only the most creditworthy borrowers. The balance has a nice write up about the usefulness of negative rates. 
In addition to a tool that fights deflation and fires up the economy, they can encourage foreign investment. That could help lower a country's currency valuation and boost exports. Economists say it's been difficult to quantify the positive effects for countries that have done this. Currently, there's pressure from the White House to employ lower-rate economic strategies. But it's the Federal Reserve's job to make that decision. And most board members feel the economy is strong enough today to keep interest rates just where they are. Fed Chief Jerome Powell has indicated that they're prepared to cut rates if necessary. He says the board is watching economic conditions and is ready to act appropriately if things change or deteriorate. Minutes from a recent meeting indicate that members view the July rate cut as a recalibration and not a precursor to future rate cuts. Kansas City Fed President Esther George spoke recently in a Market Watch interview. She said she doesn't see the need for any rate cuts at the moment. She said monetary policy tools need to be aimed at the economy. And she explains, the way I was looking at it, how are we doing relative to our mandates from Congress around employment and price stability? In my view, we have a very low unemployment rate right now. The job market looks healthy. Consumer sentiment seems to be healthy. And inflation is low and stable. It's staying right around the Fed's target of 2%. George was one of two members who voted against the last rate cut. But we're sure to hear more from the White House about cutting rates anyway, if the trade war continues and the global economy weakens further. President Trump is trying to boost U.S. exports, but the strong dollar is making U.S. products more expensive. By cutting rates, the dollar will weaken and U.S. exports will become cheaper on the international market. Trump recently tweeted in response to Germany's negative bond yields. He said, Germany sells 30-year bonds offering negative yields. Germany competes with the USA. Our Federal Reserve does not allow us to do what we must do. They put us at a disadvantage against our competition. Strong dollar, no inflation. They move like quicksand. Fight or go home. So here's a few things to remember. Number one, the Federal Reserve acts independently in determining what's right for the economy. And number two, interest rates are a tool the Fed uses to control inflation and deflation. If interest rates go too low, the tool becomes less useful in times of greater economic turmoil. Either way, we're sure to hear plenty more about this debate. And in the meantime, you can check the blog for this podcast at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. 